Welcome to New Life Horizon Church. The service is already in progress, and if you wish to contact us, you may dial 469-333-0397. If you wish to subscribe to our SoundCloud, it's soundcloud.com at New Life Horizon Church. Welcome. Jesus, we need a move in Capel. We need a move in Dallas. We need a move in Texas. We need a move in America, Lord. We need a move on this earth. We need your kingdom to come. We need a move, Father God. We need your kingdom to come on earth and your will be done, Lord Jesus. Let your kingdom come in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Let your will be done. Let compassion move upon us, Father God. And we, we know the desperations for soul, O oh God. Cause compassion to move in this place, to move in Capel, to move in Dallas, to move in the Americas, to move, Lord God, on the face of this earth. Lord, let your kingdom come, Lord. Lord Jesus. You came for us. You died for us. You sacrificed your only son for us, Lord God. Let the heavens declare it. Let us declare it, Lord Jesus. There's so many people who don't know that you are there, Lord. 
Lord, cause a move to come upon this earth. Cause a move to come upon this earth, Lord. Cause a move, Lord God. We need the reaping of souls, Lord Jesus. We need a move. Lord, especially in this time when people are lonely and brokenhearted and, and dis discouraged, Lord Jesus. We're here. We're here, Lord. Use us, Father God. Lord, they're not alone. Lord Jesus, you're with them. We are your hands and your feet, Father God. Jesus. Let them know they're not alone, Lord God. So many suicides happen at this time, Lord God. Let them know they're not alone, Lord God. We're here, Lord Jesus. We're here, Lord God. And even, even now, if there's anyone listen with a broken heart, Lord God, who, who feels that this is the last breath, this is, they can't take it anymore, and they cannot move on, Father God. Lord, we pray, Almighty God, that your hand, Lord God, will comfort, would reach out, Father God, and heal, Lord God. You came to set the captives free, Lord. You came to heal the brokenhearted, Lord. You came to bind up our wounds, Father God. You came to heal our body, our soul, our spirit, our lives, Lord God. We pray, God, that even at this time, Lord, that you bring families together. Heal families, Lord God. Lord, bring them back together, Father God, for your glory. For your glory alone, Lord Jesus. Lord, for wayward children, we draw them in by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. That they'll come and bow down to the living God. Lord God, wayward, wayward family members, we draw them back from the gates of hell, Lord Jesus. And when we draw them into your kingdom by your spirit, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, they'll come back into your kingdom, Lord God. Lord, for those who never know you, Father God, we take them back in the spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, Lord God. Lord, you send your son, Father God. To bridge that gap. To bridge that gap between man and you, Lord. Use us, Lord, according to your will, Lord Jesus. Use us, Lord. Let your spirit draw them in, Lord God. You draw men unto you, Father God. You be glorified, Lord. We cannot do anything of ourselves, Lord God, only by you. You be glorified in this this sermon this this week lord god you be lifted up and you be exalted it's all about you jesus you alone lord are to be glorified you alone are to be lifted up you alone are to be exalted and we bow down lord as we go forth into your kingdom lord to do your will we thank you we thank you lord for the opportunity for the privilege of worshiping you again lord and as we continue to worship in our tithes and offering, Lord God, let us give you praise. A special good morning. Happy Sunday, everybody. Um, if you can be seated, do so. If you wish to worship, do so. You have the freedom in the house, and we're so thankful for everybody here, 
Now we're going to get into the service as we continue with our tithes and offering. But before we do that, I want to read two short scriptures. The first one is Psalms 81, verse 10, and the second is 2 Peter 3, 9. And um, you don't have to follow if you don't want to, but if you're one of those scribes who needs to write each scripture down, I'll give you a moment. All right, here goes the word of the Lord. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. And as I search for the next scripture, which is Second Peter 3, verse 9. Second Peter 3, verse 9. Let me bring it up on the tablet. And verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some man count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance so it is that the word is like a puzzle and with the Holy Spirit it glues everything together so we're saying what what does this have to do with offering or what does this have to do with the things that we bring to the Lord the Lord only wants to exemplify his side and he's saying that he's not slack as some consider slackness to be so if he's not slack, then there's a, a thing that we are slack. So Lord, we, we even ask you for, um, we will repent of even any error that we are being slack in. Because when we come to you, we must believe that you are faithful with the much that you have given us that we present back to you. Because you say you are not slack concerning any of his promises and we know that the Lord has promised us favor goodness fullness he said all we need to do is open our mouth wide and he will fill it so that means our mouth isn't open wide or it's not wide enough we have not extended our hands we have not been faithful so Lord we ask you to forgive us as we come to the end of the year and all the promises that you told us on January the 1st. Lord, we want to see it come to pass. But Lord, we know that you will, pay, you will play your part very well. So you're just waiting for us. Because you're the one that took us out of the land of Egypt. And everybody could testify how hard it was in the land of Egypt. How hard it was when we never knew you. How hard it was when life seemed so desperate, when we didn't have a, a plan or a future. But you, oh God, you and you alone, led us out to the land of Egypt. So it is as we come with the gifts and the talents and the things that you have given us, Lord, we must repent if we have not served in the fullness of everything that you have given us so that we can present back to you, so that you alone can multiply this. 
as Abraham said to, to the king, only God alone and he alone make me rich. So Lord, as we bring our tithes and offering to you, we ask you by your goodness on this Sunday to cause it to multiply. And not only will you cause it to multiply, Lord, you give us ideas. You give us witty inventions just to reach your people. Just to be an influence in this time. But Lord, you want us to be faithful. Lord, I remember when you gave me these three words. And um, sometimes we understand that the word, sometimes when you get it, it don't make sense at the time. But I'm going to read the three words that the Lord gave me. Attention, appreciation, and acceptance. So it is when the Lord is making a move, he wants to get our attention. If we're going the wrong way, he's going to say, no, you're going the wrong way. He's going to correct you. And we, we, we know examples in the Bible of persons who the Lord um, stopped them in their attention. You know, when we think about even the Apostle Paul, the Lord got his attention. Then there comes the, the word of appreciation. And this is our, our, our word where we must appreciate the things the Lord have, have done so far. When, when, when we look back, when, when he said um, he, he healed the, the ten and only one came back to give thanks. And then when we think about acceptance, the Lord accepting us as we are. When we come to him as we are, but by coming to him, that's when the trans transformation starts. With a thought, with an idea, with a plan of reaching him. Because guess what? We could not find the Lord if you were searching with all the technology, with all the scopes, with all the, the internet. It's the Lord who reveals himself to us. He's the one that reveals himself to us. We could search, we could read the scripture from morning till night. If not the Lord that reveals a point in the scripture, we, we won't understand it. So that we are so thankful and we appreciate you, Lord, for this time. We appreciate you. So, Lord, we, we ask you, as David said, do not let your Holy Spirit depart from us. Well, when we remember where we were and how we are now, and we are, we are so thankful for others, because we could not come in the kingdom by ourselves. Somebody had to preach to us. Somebody had to, whatever form or whatever way they did it, we are so grateful that we accepted the grace and the salvation when we bow our knee. We can, everybody here can testify the moment that they bow their knee to the living God and how God has been faithful, but not without trials. He has been faithful to this day. So, Lord, we give you thanks. So, Lord, only you alone and you alone can move on the hearts of men in the community. And as you, you gave your prophetess the word, Lord, Lord, be faithful to us to carry it out. Please, oh God, please. We, we're asking you, we're not begging you, we're asking you to make every word that you've said so far come to pass. As we present these offerings to you, we're so thankful that it's going to be a sweet-smelling aroma to your ears, to your nose. 
And if those who are listening online who want to partake in the blessing, you can do so by giving to our website, which is on the PayPal account, which is newhorizonmin at gmail.com. Or if you want to call us, if you need prayer about any issue, we want to make ourselves available to everybody who's hurting because we know, we know even especially at this time, there are those who are hurting, those who lost family members, those who are feeling alone. We are here to give a service unto the community as the prophet has shared. So thank you. And as we get into the selection, we're going to have some announcements. Then we're going to welcome our speaker and be prepared to hear from the word of the Lord. It is with joy in my soul that I welcome Apostle Frida and Dr. Olive with us this morning. They were with us last this year, February, when we were ordained. And we want to thank the Lord for his faithfulness, for bringing them all the way from Houston to be with us. Oh, Sister Frida, we heard your word this morning that you're saying the Lord is, what the Lord is saying. And I, it's not by accident. I don't think it's a, it's, it's a false word. Because I've been praying and I've been asking the Lord, Lord, show us what to do, show us how to do it. Give us an idea of how to accomplish. How do you want us to, to evangelize where we are? Because you have called us to, to be the hands and the feet and the mouth of those around us. I'm not called to Houston. Houston is, you're called to Houston. We're called to here, Dallas, Capel, where we are. And so thank you for your word and your obedience this morning. So Father, we just thank you for your daughters as they journeyed to be with us. I thank you, Father, that you brought them and you brought them safely. Oh God, I thank you that you did not only send them, but you sent them with a word, with a song, something on their heart, God, to minister, to speak, and to encourage us and to, to guide us and to lead us. Lord, our spirits are open and we are ready to hear you speak through them. We need a word from you, Lord. We need a word, a word from you. So, Lord, even as your daughters are ready to minister, Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit will embody them even now. Fill them, God, that every word that comes from their lips are coming from the throne of God. And so I pray for an anointing and a covering over their lives and over their families and over everything that concerns them. And we declare even now that no weapon that is formed against them will ever prosper. I thank you, Father, that you handpick these women to be a part of our lives. You handpick them, God, to work with us, to collaborate their efforts with our efforts. You chose them and you chose us to be together. It is not by accident. It's not coincidence. It is by divine providence of the living God. And so, Lord, we stand humbly before you this morning and we say, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you're, you have gotten our attention. Thank you, Father God, that we are saying to you, Lord, today, we appreciate the fact that you chose them and you chose us to continue to further your kingdom. 
you could have used so many others. There are far more who are more, many who are far more qualified than we are in every way. But you chose us, the lowly ones, the contrite ones, to work in and through. So, Father, we thank you. And as they prepare their hearts, God, to speak from your throne, Lord, I pray that you just envelop them with your love and your spirit. And we give you thanks, Father, as we welcome Sister Olive to come with a song. sing my testimony. Overflows 
sweeter he grows. salvation the longer, the longer I serve in the spirit the he grows I honor you most high El Leon I honor you El Oheen I honor you El Shaddai I honor you this morning Jah Yah Jehovah, I honor you this morning. Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, I honor you this morning. I honor you this morning. For such a divine privilege to come during your Advent season. I bless you, my mentor, Dr. Olive. I bless you. Your testimony rings sure in my life as well. I honor pastors of this house, Pastor Avon, Pastor Kurt, appreciate the respect that you give to the anointing that's on my life. I thank God for our partnership. I thank God for the privilege to sow into this ministry. This is the season of Advent. The season of Advent. Advent, the perpetual, continuous coming of Christ. Daily. Advent, the coming, the appearing of Christ in our lives daily. Advent. The religious world calls it the Christmas season. They want to recognize Christ one day a year. The religious world created Advent to be celebrated for weeks out the year. But because I know God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Advent is a perpetual, continual celebration of the coming of Christ both now and in the future, both past and present. The Advent season. When I got the call, uh, the pastor says, uh, could you come and speak? during the advent and then I of course went before the throne to find out what is it that you want us to know during this season that you didn't want us to know last week last month the beginning of the year advent Our dear sister and minister recapped 
the event of Advent as it is in Luke, the second chapter. And if you would be so kind, minister, to read Luke, starting uh, at the ninth verse, second Luke 9. If you'd be so kind to read that for us, that'll help me to continue on. The Advent, the season of continuing perpetual coming of Christ in our lives. She's reading from Luke, the second chapter, the recap of the Advent from Dr. Luke's perspective. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they said they were greatly afraid. And the angel of the Lord said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is to born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ, the Lord. And it will be a sign unto you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was an angel, a multitude of heaven hosts, heavenly hosts, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which is the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph lying in a manger, and a, the babe lying in a manger. Now then, they had seen him, and they made wide, it known widely, which is saying told concerning this child, and those who heard of its marvelous, of its marvelous, and at the things those were told by the shepherd. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds return glorifying and praising God from, for all the things that they have heard and have seen and was told unto them. Thank you. Father, we thank you, 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 we thank you. Unto us a child was born, unto us a son was given. We want to thank you so much for the recap 
of Luke's version of the Advent and the season of Advent. We want to thank you so much for your word, making it so clear. In Jesus' mighty name. Luke, first of all, recognized. It's a system in which God functions. He first called to recognition Christ. He made an announcement that unto you a child will be born and unto you a son will be given. The first part of Advent in our lives on a daily basis, we got to recognize that there's a Christ available. We got to recognize that he's been given unto us. First part of the Advent. And again, just so you will understand who I am, I am a minister that makes the word real, relevant, livable, implementable, and partable into our daily lives. The religious advent is just for four weeks. The Christian advent is for every day. It's a perpetual and continual celebration of the coming of Christ, both past, present, and future. And so most of the time, uh, we don't realize the daily Advent season in our lives. And so when it's time for uh, the Christmas season, we go overboard, we overspend, we overdo, because we're trying to get it in in four weeks, four weeks, when we've been called to a daily, a daily Advent a recognition of Christ every day. So after they recognized him in, in the story of Luke, they expected and anticipated to the degree that they're going to see. I'm going to see. Look, I'm, you said this? So in our daily lives, we got to anticipate. We got to expect him every day, the coming of Christ in our lives every day. And when we go into bed at night, we expect to see him, the coming of Christ in our lives tomorrow and the next day. I'm talking about Advent as it relates to real part of our lives, daily. Not a four-Sunday week in December. After they recognized him, let me just read this scripture. This is what I meditated on all week. <clears throat> it's from Isaiah 9, 1 to 7. This is also a prophetic word concerning Advent. It says, but there will be no darkness for those who were in trouble. Earlier, he, had, he did bring the lands of Zebulon and Nephilim into disrepute, but the time is coming 
when he'll make the whole area glorious. The road along the sea, the country past the Jordan, and international Galilee. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in the land of deep shadows, light, sunbursts of light. You repopulated the nations. You expanded its joy. Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festive joy. The joy of a great celebration. Sharing rich gifts and warm greetings. The abuse of the oppressor and cruelty of the tyrants and all their whips and crudos and curses is gone. Done away with. A deliverance as surprising as sudden as Gideon's old victory over Midian. The boots of all those invading troops, along with their shirts soaked with innocent blood, will be piled in a heap and burnt, a fire that will burn for days. Listen to this, in the midst of all of that, for a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us, he'll take over the running of the world. His name will be amazing counselor, strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness. His rule and authority will grow and there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. He'll rule from the historic David throne over that promised kingdom. He'll pull that kingdom on a firm footing and keep it going with the far dealing and right living, bringing now and lasting always the zeal of the God of the angel armies will do all of this. Wouldn't you know, it's Christmas time and nobody's thinking about Advent as it relates to what our Father wants to do in our lives. What he have done, Doc, and what he's going to do they're not looking at the fact that it's a bright light shining over here in Capel, Texas at New Light Horizon. They, they, they worried about gifts, headphones and trucks, and new shoes and new purses. I'm talking about the reality of the advent. And I found that scripture in the new message version which made it so real to me. It was interesting how before he said he was given unto us a child, he told us exactly what he was going to accomplish. 
I'm going to accomplish this, and we're going to do that, and the light going to come, and this, this, this. And then, unto us a child is born. Our God, Jehovah, is his name. Jesus the Christ. He is a God of purpose. He didn't send his son to entertain us, to make it a, a great economic year. He sent his son unto us to set up a whole new governmental system, a whole new way of thinking, a whole new mindset. And so while we embrace in this season from the Christian perspective, we need to look at it from the kingdom perspective. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us. Unto us. But he was born for a purpose. And it's time for that purpose to prevail. As I was also looking at the theme of, of, of Advent, I was like, okay, Lord, what are you saying? about this thing. It's four weeks in this whole Advento season. And um, the first week uh, is interesting. But the season is celebrated um, with candles. The great light, so they connected it with candles. So the first week, they have prophetic candles. And that candle uh, was representation of symbolizing hope. Second week, um, the Bethlehem candle, and that candle symbolizes faith. And then now we're on the third week, the third week, shepherds, the shepherd candle, and that candle is the candle that represents joy. And then the last week is the candle, the angel's candle, and it's the candle of peace. Now, if we serve a God who is a spirit pastor, that everything he do is connected to the spirit. He said, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit do he do all things. So I was like, okay, well, what's the spirit of Advent? I, I, you said Advent is the perpetual coming of Christ in our daily lives. So, okay, what's the spirit of Advent? How do Advent and the spirit of Advent work together. He said, the spirit of hope, the spirit of love, the spirit of faith, the spirit of peace, the spirit of joy is the spirit of Advent. And everybody said, oh, it's the Christmas season. Do you feel a Christmas spirit? They call it the Christmas spirit. Those that don't believe that Christ is Lord and King, that those that believe that Christ didn't come in the flesh. They call it a Christmas spirit. So doing this last, these four weeks, they give turkeys away and give blankets away and do really nice things. And they think they're manipulated by the spirit of Christmas, but it's really, it's eternal spirit, this kingdom spirit, the, the spirit of peace, joy, faith, love, and hope. Now, as a believer, 
who love Christ. Do you think that the spirit of Advent is only for the four weeks in December? Or do the spirit of joy, love, peace, faith, and hope flood you on June the 13th, September the 5th? I'm just trying to make a point that instead of minimizing Advent to one month, let us as kingdom builders, as kingdom dwellers, as kingdom livers, let, let's just have an Advent life. How about that? And have a perpetual coming of Christ. Every day we wake up, we anticipate, we recognize him, we manifest him. Unto us. Hmm. A child was born. How do you recognize and expect, anticipate, and manifest? Just think on a daily basis. Do we wake up with, oh, my back ache, my toe ache, I don't have enough money for gas? mad at the world because you got to go to work to a mean boss, to a mean world? Or do we expect and anticipate peace and love and joy to hang out with us all day? Advent is a, one of the most powerful times in our lives. And it ain't limited to a four-week season. Would you believe we could have Advent every day? If we would change our mindsets and our ideas and stop letting other people govern how we think about things, we serve an eternal God. And everything he do is eternal. Hmm? How would you feel if you had the capacity to produce millions of dollars, but I wouldn't let you. You could only produce $500 a month. It's a wake-up call. 2020 is coming real soon. And for us who live by the Jewish calendar, it's already here. It's already here. We have to be committed to changing our minds. Committed to seeing our God our Christ, bigger than bigger than bigger. Than bigger than bigger. Versus letting our society, our situations, circumstances, our history, our religion determine how we view him. We're going to need a great big God in 2020. Bigger than we could imagine 
We're going to need Advent, not only in December 2020. We're going to need Advent every day, every day. We're going to have to anticipate them, expect and recognize them, and manifest them with our glorious hallelujahs. Every day, every day. We have to choose to be in a place of the supernatural, not in the natural. We're going to have to admit that we need a word every minute of every second of every day. We need a continual conversation with the God and our Christ. We need always being imparted with the prophetic soaking. I just come today to say, let us focus. Let us change our antennas. Let us regroup our thinking as it relates to Advent, where we can get the total benefit of being in Christ. It's a benefit in being in It's a benefit of having a Christ. Oh my God. It's a benefit. It's an amazing benefit to have a Christ who is amazing, consecutive and continual. It's okay. It's the avid season in my life. It's okay. We embrace him. It's okay that the spirit of Advent is even flowing right now. The spirit of love and joy and peace and faith and hope. If you just receive them right now, just stop right now and close your eyes and allow the spirit of Advent to begin to circulate through you and on you and through you and on you and through you and on you. And that which you need to let go, and that which you need strengthened, and that which you need to be healed, let the spirit of Advent is present right now. The spirit of hope, let it fill that place of doubt. Spirit of faith, let it just infuse himself in you. The spirit of love, who is God himself, let him heal a broken heart right now. I'm talking about the spirit of Advent. He is God. So, 
again. Drop your old way of thinking of Advent. Drop your understanding of the limits of Advent and take another posture. Embrace the season of Advent to be a part of your everyday life. Make a conscious supernatural covenant with yourself to experience the Advent season each and every day that you would anticipate the coming of Christ. Expect the coming of Christ. Respond to the coming of Christ every day. This is Advent and the Advent season. I would admonish you to again go look at Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Look again at Luke, the second chapter. Just ponder that. Go back and, and just look and meditate on Isaiah 11, chapter first and second verse. See if you can find the advent throughout the scripture, not just in December, but every day. And so, Father, I thank you for the privilege to just share what you told me. I thank you that your people desire to see you every day, to expect you every day, to recognize you and touch you every day. Let your people desire for Advent every day, a perpetual coming and celebrating of you, Christ coming and Christ coming again every day. I thank you right now, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding is being enlightened even now by you as it relates to Advent. I thank you right now that there's a desire, there's a desire to walk in what they call the Christmas season all year round, 4th of July, Easter, that the Christmas season would be upon us all the time. That the spirit of love, spirit of joy and peace and faith would just envelop us every day. We thank you for Advent. We thank you for those scholars that created the four-week system. But we thank you right now for Holy Spirit and for the revelation that Advent is just like God. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for a revelation that we can enjoy the coming of Christ in January all the way through December. That we don't have to be limited to four weeks. But we can embrace you every day. We thank you so much. Let the anointing of Advent change us today. 
that we might know and that we might understand that there's no limits in you. Mighty God, that all things are possible with you. Let us have courage and grace to believe you for an advent that we'll take with us everywhere we go all the time. We love you and we adore you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace to do it. We thank you for your grace to stand and receive right now. And God, I come against every hindrance and every distraction. I come against depression and oppression and frustration and disappointment. God, anything that would keep the Advent spirit out of our lives. I come against the spirit that stops you from being great and mighty and big in our lives, in our thinking, in our desires in our anticipation and our expectation, God. I release the blood of Jesus over us right now, the cleansing blood. I say have mercy on us, God, according to your loving kindness and blot out all the things that might keep you from flooding us with your Advent spirit, with your Advent love, faith, joy, hope. We just thank you right now that it is so because that's what you desire. You said the kingdom of God is at hand. It ain't tomorrow, it ain't next week. The kingdom of God is now, it's now, it's now. The Advent season is now, it's now. And as always, as we allow you to be God in our lives, thank you for a new mindset and a new way of thinking. We bless you today, in Jesus' name, amen. that word, Apostle Frida. What came home powerfully to me is that Advent is not for the fourth weeks. It's every day. And if I live and if we live every day for the 365 to 366, 56 days of the year, knowing that there is faith, there is hope, there is peace, there is joy available to us, what a difference it would make the way we live. So you have called us and challenged us today for a perspective change, a mindset change where we move away from the old thinking and to embrace this mindset that there is hope in Christ every day. There is peace in Christ every day. There is joy in Christ every day. There is love and faith in Christ every day. And we thank you that Isaiah reminds us that the, the, this God that we speak about is the same God who has the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of understanding and knowledge and the fear of the Lord and that we would delight in him. Thank you for, for that word this morning. It hit me. I can have joy every day. I can have peace every day. I can have love and faith every single day it's a it's a mindset change you have called me to have this morning and thank you for that challenge i know that there are other persons who are listening online and and you too are being challenged 
you are being challenged at Advent for some may just be for four days or for four weeks. But we are being challenged today. And even as you listened to Apostle Frida today, you, are too, you too are being challenged to have that change of mind. That going to work tomorrow, Monday, is a day of peace and a day of joy and a place of love. You don't have to wait to go home, but you can experience it at work. You can experience it while you're on the road. You can experience it everywhere you are. Because the joy giver, the peace giver, the, the love giver, the faith giver, the hope giver, the peace giver, he came so that we may enjoy it every day. Thank you. What a word. What a word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, this morning that I can walk away with a word. What a change you have called us to have today. What a change, God. It's like you have called us to maturity in a day, in a, in a second, one sentence, and I'm called to maturity. I'm called to experience and, and to live from a place of maturity. I do not have to wait for my circumstances to change. But I can decide that today I will experience everything that comes from you. Oh God, what a word this morning. Thank you God, you knew what we needed. You knew God what we needed. And so Lord, it is our responsibility to act upon that word. To heed that word of God this morning. Lord, you have spoken. Now the ball is in our court. And so as you listen this morning, you too are being challenged to have a perspective change. Joy is available to you today, but it's also available tomorrow. Peace is available today, but it's also available tomorrow. Faith and hope and love is available today as you sit in church and you have the mindset of, of being in church. But it's also available at work tomorrow and every day of the week. So let us change our mindsets. Let us change our perspective. And I'm mindful that some this morning do not know the Prince of Peace. They do not know the mighty counselor. They do not know the everlasting father. They do not know the mighty God. But he is here today. And his arms are outstretched to you. And he says, if you would but hear my voice and turn. I am available, says the Lord. Where have you been that he cannot restore you from? What have you done that he cannot erase and start anew? He takes your past and he weaves it in such a way that it, it works out for your good. And he says to you this morning, if you hear him, do not harden your heart. But turn to him and he will forgive you of all your sins. And he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So come this morning to him. Father, I have sinned. I have failed over the years, over the months to recognize that you are the only true God. And though there is a buzz this season, Lord, 
about gift giving and gift receiving. I choose today, Lord, to make you the center of my life. That's a, that's a prayer that you can be praying this morning to him. I choose to confess you as my Lord today and forever. And so if that's the cry of your heart this morning, I pray that wherever you are, you are that you will look to him not only with your physical eyes, but that your heart will be turned towards him and you would invite him to come and to be your Lord and your Savior. But I'm also mindful that there are some who have been disappointed over the years. The expectation, the promises that they expected from God have not been met. And some may have walked away, some may have distanced themselves from him because of what had happened, the disappointments, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the broken heart that we face, the sicknesses that come to ravage our bodies, and you're saying, God, but if you love me, and if you brought peace, and if you brought hope, why would you, you allow all of these things to happen to me or to my loved ones? And he says to you, come. Come, my child. Come and let me sit with you. Come and let me take you and walk with you because I promise that through the fires, I will be with you. Through the waters and through the storms and through everything that you will go through, I will be with you. Have I not commanded you, be bold and courageous? Have I not called you to obey me and to trust me? Because in the fire... I can walk without being burnt. In the sicknesses that you face, I am the healer. In the challenges that you come and you face, the financial challenges that you face, I am your provider and I am your sustainer. Trust me. And so the Father is inviting you to come back this morning and he says, come my child. Come because I know how to comfort Come, my child, because I know how to counsel. Come, my child, because I know how to guide and to lead and to direct you. And so if you have one that is calling you back, but he's also speaking to those who have been holding on, and he says, do not let go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I will keep you. I will keep you in perfect peace when you keep your eyes on me. I will go beyond your human understanding and ability to understand and I will keep you because I am the one who is the keeper. So as you hold on to me and as you trust me each day, live, live as the joy giver. Live because I am the joy giver. Live because I am the peace giver. Live because I am the, the love maker. I am the love giver. Live because I am the one who brings hope. So anticipate me in every circumstances, in every situation you will face, whether now or in the future. Trust me to come through for you. Do not give up, he's saying to us this morning. And as the word came this morning, that every day we're to live as if it's Advent. It is Advent. It is Advent every day. And so the Father calls us to come to him this morning through his son Jesus, the one who gave his life voluntarily 
so that you and I can be reconciled to the Father. So this morning is a morning of celebration again. God, I choose to celebrate today again, God. I lift my hands and my hearts and my eyes and everything in me that can celebrate. And I celebrate you, King of Kings, this morning. I celebrate you, Lord of Lords, this morning. I celebrate you this morning because you are the I am that I am. Jesus, thank you for that word this morning. My soul cries out to you this morning, God. Joy is mine today. Peace is mine today. Faith and hope and love is mine today, Jesus. I have everything today and I have it available to me tomorrow, God. Jesus. My circumstances may never change, but I have you, the one who does not change. And so I choose today, God. I speak to my mind today. I speak to my body and my soul today. And I declare that hope is mine today, Jesus. I declare that joy is mine today, Jesus. And it is also yours. So take hold of that which the comforter, the mighty counselor, the prince of peace, El Gabor himself, take hold of that which he brings to you today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I can't believe how the word has connected with my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. That many times we know it in our heads, God. But our hearts, God, have yet to connect with it. But thank you when you bring that revelation, God, where our hearts and our minds and our entire being respond to your revelation, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So I choose to rejoice today. Because I have everything I need today. I choose to rejoice and I pray that you will choose to rejoice. Because you have everything that you need today. His word says, I have given you everything for life and for godliness. So we have everything today. So Father, we thank you. I choose today. To experience everything that you have given me. I choose today to enjoy everything you have given me. I choose today to anticipate and to expect everything that you have promised to me. Because you are a God of purpose, we were told this morning. You are a God of purpose. And so we thank you, Father. I vow to praise you, God, in the good and the bad. I'll praise you, whether happy or sad. I'll praise you in all that I go through, because praise is what I do. And 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For me, the God of hope, the God of peace, the God of joy, the God of faith, the God of love, fill you today with hope. Fill you with joy. Fill you with love. Fill you with patience. Fill you with peace. Fill you with faith. As you go today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life, living because he came. He came, he's here. And so be blessed, not only for today and for the week, but for your entire life. Be blessed. Amen.
Thank you for listening to New Life Horizon Church. Thank you for being here with us, for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen and to worship with us. It's a great opportunity to be a blessing. So if you wish to contact us, you may contact us at 469 333-0397. If you have a prayer request, whatever the problem may be, we are willing to pray with you. We are willing to walk alongside you. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week.